Well, you know, the stock market has not uh, been anything to write home about, especially the last couple of three weeks. So we're sort of looking for alternate investments, and, and you've seen some money going from growth to value stocks. But i tell you what seems to be coming back and usually does well, I am told, when you have inflation is real estate. Cliff Booth is the founder and chairman of Westmount Realty. He's been investing in all sorts of all sorts of styles of real estate around here for the last 40 years, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Good to be here, David. Thank you. So, like I said, you've done everything. I mean, I, I you initially bought what's now, I think, that Hotel St. Germain down across from, you know, the Crescent Court. I know you've bought multifamily and apartments and downtown office buildings. Looks like you're you're buying industrial portfolios right now. What's hot well, I guess the, the two hottest asset classes today, uh, probably a couple more beyond that, actually, are uh, industrial and multifamily. Uh, data centers are, are strong as well. We're not doing data centers per se, but uh, thankfully, and uh, I guess a, a little bit of luck, uh, those are our two strongest asset classes, too, within our portfolio is 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 a multi-tenant industrial and uh, apartment complexes. You know, I was looking at where you've been active here over the last six or eight months, and boy, you've been active. But I mean, a lot of it's here in Texas, uh, but also Atlanta and Jacksonville. I see apartments in San Antonio. Uh, and then you just did a big uh, industrial property up in what, Chicago, Milwaukee area. So does geography make a difference? For sure. But, but I would say right now, there's pretty much uh, uh, unanimity uh, across the country in terms of you know, what we all think that are great markets. There's not a bad market in the U.S. right now. Of course, there's some that are better than others, but all the markets that we're in are, are extremely uh, active, strong, and, uh, and producing good results. We are primarily uh, southeast, southwest, and midwest, so not so much in the pure northeast and not so much in, you know, the far west. Tell me about my premise that, that I started with. Like I say, I've always been taught that that during times of inflation, that real estate is, is the asset class that performs best or, you know, one of the best. Is that true? I think so. Um, that's been my experience over, over my career. Uh, you know, one of the fundamental reasons for that, and again, not, you know, not all real estate is created equal, uh, if you have single tenant uh, buildings or long term leases, those will not be uh, in the short term as affected by inflation. But uh, lots of real estate industrial leases, you know, again, not single tenant, um, are typically three to five year leases. Multifamily leases are typically one year. So when you have short term leases, what many or might, uh, what some might consider uh, risky or a detriment in normal times becomes uh, quite a benefit because you can actually raise the rents uh, in inflationary times. You know, That's one of the main reasons that real estate benefits from uh, from inflation. That's not the answer that I expected. I, you, you, I really am. I'm, I'm really learning about this asset. I, I don't know enough about it. I thought it was probably because of the replacement value. You know, if concrete's going up and steel and lumber and, and interest rates, then it's going to cost more to you know, build that warehouse or that multifamily dwelling or whatever in the future than it does today. That's true. That's true. 
the only thing I would say is at the end of the day, you know, in your in the world in the stock market, it's what's what's the multiple on cash flow, what's the PE, or you know, what's the dividend. At the end of the day, in real estate, it's what cash flow can it produce as well. So it's about rents. You know, and and again, we talked a little bit about this before we started going, but I want to replay some of this conversation and pick it up. Is one of my reluctance to go into real estate is is illiquidity. I mean, I could buy a hundred shares of IBM, and if tomorrow, you know, they turns out they cause cancer, I can sell it, and I know I can find a buyer. I may not like the price, but I know I can find a buyer. In real estate, that's that's not true. You have sometimes you have to wait a very long time to find a buyer. Yes, but as I was saying to you before, this market I've actually never seen anything like it. This is clearly what we call a seller's market. I mean. We don't have time to to go into all the gyrations that we have to go through as buyers, but we bid on properties where, you know, there could be 50 bidders and then there's a best and final where maybe 15 other buyers are in and people are putting hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars hard before they even do their inspections on the property. This is a seller's market. If you want to sell something, unless it's really a dog, uh, you can sell it. And even even you know the way you're hearing in in uh in home prices that many times people are coming in and bidding more than the than the list price that's happening in commercial real estate as well so if you and I are talking a year from now and interest rates have gone up i don't know 100 basis points or something like that one full percentage point is that still going to be true is some of this a function of of just the low the continued low interest rates some of it is, but if I had to guess, I, I'd say that um, for the next year or two, we're, it's still going to be pretty frothy like this. And, and the reason is that one of the one of the main reasons there's so much money in the marketplace, uh, domestic, foreign, private, public, every genre and color of money that you can imagine is playing in real estate. And back to the asset classes that that I was stating that we're in. Um, mostly industrial multifamily. If you look at some of the other asset classes that maybe have been more compromised in the last few years, hotels, office buildings, retail centers, and there are buyers for those too, but there's a significant amount of capital that's migrated away from those three asset classes to the two that I mentioned. So when you take all this global money that's and we're still, you know, in spite of our issues and problems as a country, we're still very desirable as a as a real estate investment market. That's contributing to um, a lot of the frothiness. And even the returns, though, they become much more compressed. If you look on a global basis, our returns in the U.S. are still higher than in Europe or in Asia. Yeah, you, you want, I mean, and, and you assume cash flow from tenants and that sort of thing. But, but still, you've got an exit strategy of some sort when you go into a property. What is it? I mean, what's your what's your time frame? When do you when do you sell? Um, us personally, you know, we we have different kinds of uh, exit strategies depending on how we capitalize the deal. So, uh, for for larger transactions, we typically partner up with a, a large institution, and most of those institu- institutions have what we call closed-end funds. I'm sure you're familiar with them. So when they raise the money from their investors, they say they're going to give it back after a certain period of time. So we're typically selling in those situations 
call it five years. You, typically, a pro forma and an exit would be uh, based on a business plan that would exit in five years. When we do other kinds of deals with private capital, with our well, we always invest in all our deals, but when we raise money from friends and family and uh, family offices, that sort of thing, we might pro forma the same for five years, but we have a lot more flexibility. And if we think that the right answer for that asset and that time is not to sell in five years, then we won't. We'll, some deals we've held for you know decades. But you talk about all the money that's out there and, and finding multiple bidders for for properties that you come after. And again, everything I know about investing is I they tell always tell me you're supposed to buy when the blood is running in the streets, not when everybody everybody wants to buy. That's true. That's really and we work very hard to find off-market deals, deals with situations. Uh, this market is is much more stable. It's harder to find distressed assets. Um, so you have to be smarter and find your opportunities uh, in different ways, either from finding off-market distressed sellers or by buying properties uh, from sellers who were unwilling to put the money in to take it to the next. I'll give you a quick example. You know, sometimes there could be a deal where the buyer and the seller are both benefiting. If if someone bought an apartment complex five or ten years ago at, at a much lower basis than what I would be willing to pay for it today, but they're 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 clipping off good income and cash flow. But if they put the money in to renovate the unit to get the higher rents they would make even more money, but they're not willing to do it because they're making all this cash flow. We come in, we capitalize it differently. We're, we're paying a higher price, but our business plan is to upgrade the property, upgrade the units, and benefit from the much higher rents. That, that could make sense for us, but it still makes for, sense for him as a seller. Well, it sounds like flexibility is important to you, too, because, like I say, I see you guys going from industri- you know, industrial properties or multifamily or – downtown office space it's i guess is wherever you can find the deal it's true you got to be flexible um you know our our box is is probably smaller today than it was uh years ago it's primarily industrial and multifamily, and we do some office buildings over the history of the company we've done many other things uh, land, land investments, land development, historic renovations, lots of retail, etc. So we're, we're we are um, you know restricting ourselves somewhat, and we have a, a broad uh, geographic footprint, which helps as well. Well, it's it's nice to hear that that inflation can be somebody's friend, <laughs> and, and I and I think it's yours, Cliff Booth, the founder. Well, no. Yeah, I was just going to say, sorry, to it, it, it does present challenges, too, so one has to be careful. Yeah, exactly. Cliff Booth is the founder and chairman of Westmount Realty Capital, LLC. It's always good to have a chat with you. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks, David. Great talking to you. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Booth. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.